Hello, this is Susan Marie, and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com. Please rate, share, and review on iTunes, Google Play Music, on SoundCloud. Please connect to me. And most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. Now, at the end of each year, instead of making resolutions for the next year, because to me, resolutions promote a false sense of security, they can induce unnecessary guilt if not carried through, and are generally unrealistic. Instead, I focus on what I have learned from the past year in order to approach the new year with a fresh and healthy perspective. Today, I wish to speak with you about my reflections, your reflections, taking the time to learn about yourself, and the Jung Typology Personality Test. First, here are 10 reflections of my own past year, things I've learned about myself that I want to share with you, hoping that you too will reflect on your own behaviors, actions, thinking, and most importantly, ask yourself, what have I learned this year? One, I am not always right. I have this tendency to believe, which is severely ignorant, that I'm always right. I'm not sure where it comes from, possibly a fear of loss of control. But when you debate with me, attempt to tell me that I am wrong, even if I am wrong, especially the way I perceive a situation, you will most likely get pushed back. I cannot possibly know nor claim to know what is right and correct for everyone, only for myself. This is something I need to work on because in reality, I know nothing. And knowing nothing signifies wisdom. I'm not always in this frame of thinking, but it is one thing I learned about myself. Two, not everyone seeks advice. Sometimes people just need to be listened to. Unsolicited advice is not always welcome. However, it is a part of my entire being to help, to assist, to give. However, I must remind myself that some people just need an empathic ear, someone to bounce ideas off and someone who will listen without judgment. I need to work on not giving unsolicited advice and only focus on giving advice when asked for advice. Three, I am not expected to be, nor am I perfect. Yeah, I know this sounds unrealistic, but it's true. For example, say I get a lower grade on my MSED schoolwork, I begin to immediately degrade myself and that's unhealthy. I must make room for myself as a human being and accept that not everything I create will be exceptional and that's okay. This is tough for me. As a typical 4.0 student, a parent who prides herself on ethics, and as a writer, I do hold myself to extremely high and often unrealistic standards. But we all screw up. We're meant to screw up, and that's okay. Now, I can easily say all of these things to others, but to myself, not so easy. Four, my physical body needs more love. Seems like a no-brainer, but it's not. Sure, I eat well. I do yoga, hike, tons of holistic modalities, Reiki, self-massage, shiatsu, but do I truly drink enough water? Are all my vitamins up to par? Do I feed my physical body as well as I feed my mind and soul? No. For example, right now my vitamin D level needs to be higher and I'm aware of this. And I should take 20-minute walks daily, but do I? No. During the winter, I become less active because I despise winter, so I need to step that game up. Five, not everyone feels like I do. This is a tough one, and I think a lifelong lesson as we progress, but I expect, and there's that word, expect, people to treat me with the same love and compassion that I show to them, and that's simply unrealistic. In a utopian world, maybe, in this one, no. 
people of all kinds of different pasts and presents, even future ideals, and they do not always match mine. I believe this one is most difficult to accept, that not everyone treats me the way I treat them, and that includes family, friends, lovers, and acquaintances. It does not mean I surround myself with shitty people or that people are even shitty. It just means I, I really do care about the wellness of others, and that's the empath in me. And again, there's that word expect. I expect people to treat me how I treat them. But what I need to do is set better boundaries, stricter than the ones I already have in place. Six, I have been given gifts to help others. Yep, we all have been given gifts to help others. However, I do not always want to help others. And that leaves me feeling bad sometimes because I know I was allowed to see in different ways, empathically, psychically, and from my heart in order to help others. At the same time, I must be conscious of helping myself first because if I cannot properly do this, I cannot properly help others. And that leads to burnout and compassion fatigue. I've gotten better at this but still a reflection from the past year. Seven, I am not responsible for other people. Tough, I know, but it's true. I'm not responsible for someone's behavior, their hate, jealousy, pride, projections, denial, even if they're screwing up their life or making bad decisions. It's not my responsibility to attempt to alter that. I try, I do. We all should in some fashion. However, sometimes people need to walk that scary path in order to grow. Sometimes I simply need to keep my mouth shut. This also applies to when people are mean to me. This is not my burden to carry. It's their own internal struggle within themselves. Eight, every day is a gift. Mindfulness, my mantra, yes, I do practice this. It is literally how I exist. And I guess just a reminder to myself to not lose sight of that no matter what occurs in life. To refuse to ever lose my wonder, to not allow external sources to divert me from my goals and to never give in to my insecurities and to recognize that I do have it beyond good and that others are much less fortunate. Nine, practice patience. This is a tough one for me. Tolerance, sure, but patience? I do not think I was even born into this realm with patience. I'm quick to anger, allow my emotions to often control my mood, and rarely have patience in certain situations, mostly involving others not comprehending what I mean, which goes back to number five, not everyone feels like you do. And in situations where I have to explain or repeat myself over and over, I have no patience with society in general, and I need to cultivate this gift within myself. 10. People give you the most of what they have. This goes back to that quote by author Matt Kahn. Remember, despite how open, peaceful, and loving you attempt to be, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Sometimes I feel unappreciated. The list goes on and on. I have to continuously remind myself that not everyone is where I'm at and people do love me. They do appreciate me and they do listen to me, just maybe not how I may show love or how I listen or how I show appreciation. Can you hear all those eyes in there? People give me all that they are able to and this realization is paramount. Everyone is at a different place in life. So to expect, again, expect anyone to behave as I do is setting myself up for disappointment. If I'm to be truly mindful, I must accept that support, caring, kindness, compassion, and love that often comes from all avenues. And it's not always those close to us that do indeed love us dearly, but also from strangers, new friends, co-workers, neighbors, people we just met, and lovers. And to realize that there are people all around me that provide me with numerous avenues of support is to remember that people are meeting me 
as deeply as they have met themselves. And this list brings me to personality. According to Carl Jung's theory of psychological types, people can be characterized by their preference of general attitude. And Isabel Briggs Myers, a researcher and practitioner of Jung's theory, proposed this a bit further, hence the Jung typology test, a melding of Jung's theory and the Meyer-Briggs personality test. The Open Extended Jungian Type Scales 1.2 Personality Test via the Open Source Psychometrics Project measures your preferences for dealing with and relating to people, processing information, making decisions, and organizing your life. Its results give you a good overview of your personality and behavior. It's made up of 60 choices. It's quick and easy and linked in the show details. Please do go take it. Keep in mind, this is not absolute. However, it gives you a good idea of your basic demeanor, your actions, perceptions, beliefs, why you behave and think the way you do, and why you may have certain aspects of self to understand, let go of, or cherish. Keep in mind, this is not a psychological assessment tool. However, it is part of a scientific survey. My results, which are different than just a few years ago, and I do believe these answers should change as our lives, ourselves, our growth and life circumstances and perceptions change. And it's essential to fully understand what each acronym means and the percentage of each within your results. And within your results are detailed descriptions of your acronyms. So please do check that out. For example, my results, INFJ, indicate that I am centered in my body, I'm intuitive, I am feeling, and I prefer structure in my lifestyle. INFJs tend to be sensitive, quiet leaders with a great depth of personality. They are intricately and deeply woven, mysterious and highly complex, sometimes puzzling even to themselves. They have an orderly view toward the world, but are internally arranged in a complex way that only they can understand. Abstract in communicating, they live in a world of hidden meetings and possibilities with a natural affinity for art. INFJs tend to be creative and easily inspired, yet they may also do well in the sciences aided by their intuition. Now that short, it goes in depth, much more in depth, but that short description made me laugh because it's a conundrum. It says that I'm puzzling to myself, but only I understand myself. Do you realize why at the end of each year I do these reflections? But my in-depth description made me laugh because it's beyond extremely accurate. So instead of judging or blaming yourself or others, attempt to understand yourself better. In the words of author Matt Kahn, true happiness is not actually a positive emotional state. It's an internal reclaiming of power that allows each outcome to be experienced in the most pure and unaltered way. In order to be happy, you must reclaim your power from the people, places, and things that are used to define your existence. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be pleased or displeased by other people's behavior. Instead, you no longer rely on the actions of your outside environment to determine your status in life. To rely on others for your primary sense of validation and fulfillment is a play of codependency. In spiritual terms, it's referred to as attachment. When codependency or attachment runs your reality, the changes of others can shake the core of your emotional foundation. Please join me next week for more interesting discussion and check out the last episode on finding or resetting your moral compass.